Let's welcome in next travel expert, Marty Firestone, who joins us on this Friday. Marty, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Thank you, Jeff. Same to you. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, what are you hearing? Uh, How busy of a travel day is this really today? Is this truly the busiest since the pandemic began? Well, it's about 85,000 more people than it was in March of 2021. I can tell you that. I think it's great news. We really, for the first time, yes, it is the busiest day. And yes, it appears that the pent-up demand and the combination of the reductions of some of the restrictions that were in place have just been what the doctor ordered. And people are again, once traveling again. Yeah, use those words. I've got them written right here in front of me. Pent up demand. Is that what we're seeing here? Just a lot of pent up demand from families, from uh, people who are maybe frustrated that they haven't been able to get away for the past uh, couple of years and they're just desperately needing Marty, desperately wanting that getaway? Absolutely. You know, what's really interesting is of all the restrictions that were lifted in the last week, the one that seems to have had a big effect is the government advisory going from a three or I should say a three down to a two. It seems that many people did not want to travel against their government's wishes, worrying about getting stranded and then saying, can you help me? And they would say, we told you not to travel. Now with the go ahead, the travel, but be cautious. It appears many people who were sitting on the fence just decided, you know what? My country says it's okay. I'm going to go travel now. All right. So if you are heading off to the airport today or maybe this uh, weekend, uh, what do you need to know if you haven't been on an airplane or you haven't been on a flight traveling in a little while? So depending on where you're going, you have to understand what the requirements are with respect to, first of all, getting out of Canada. So some countries do not require a negative antigen test. Others do. Others need a letter from the insurance company, as an example, confirming that you do have coverage for COVID. All these things have to be looked into before you leave. But assuming all is well, whether you get the test or you don't because you don't need it, you're ready to go virtually with just that being in place. And then, of course, coming home, that's the big thing. You still do need an antigen test, a negative one to enter back into Canada, no matter where you're coming from. So you got to be prepared. you got to be organized. All right. And speaking of, I was just thinking as you were talking there, Marty, if you have not traveled in the past couple of years, you might want to check your passport because I'm thinking there's some people whose passports have expired expired or within six months i think is a problem if you show up with a less than six months it might as well be expired from previous experience i've heard from clients so be aware of that absolutely all right and uh what about health insurance is that still a concern is that something if you are traveling out of country if you're leaving for march break or spring break that you should really consider again always ask the questions Do I have coverage, especially for COVID? With the downgrading of the travel advisory from a three to two, any insurance company that was offside and not including COVID appears to put it back in place, but never hurts to check. That's important and you've got everything. Only other thing to think about is trip interruption. In case you test positive and have to quarantine 10 days in the uh, destination spot you're in, you may want a product to cover you for accommodations and a flight home if in fact that should happen. All right. And finally, Marty, do you kind of get the sense, the feeling that this is kind of, quote unquote, the unofficial launch when it comes to the reemergence of the travel business that it's, uh, you know, pardon the pun, but take off starting today? Yeah. Uh, not to be the fly in the ointment, as the expression goes, I'm concerned about just a couple last things, and that is fuel costs. 
because of the cost of, of, of oil and everything, that could make flights and excursions and trips very high, and that could prevent a lot of people. And, of course, we don't know internationally what's going on with respect to, of course, the, the countries involved, but surrounding countries for travel this summer. That's still a bit of a question mark for sure. Okay, that's a good point, by the way, about fuel. How long until we see that reflected in airline tickets, do you think? Oh, not long. I understand they have contracts and futures that do protect them to a certain point, but there's no way that can be forever. And I think fuel surcharges could be in the offing, both air cruises and even ground transportation. You could be looking at increases just because of what's going on. And do we have any idea about those increases? I mean, we're talking 15, 20 percent or who knows? I have no idea, but I suspect 25% and more is not out of the question if, in fact, the cost continues to rise as it is. All right, Marty, appreciate it as always on this Friday. Enjoy your weekend. You too, Jeff. Take care. You too. Travel expert Marty Firestone with us with the very latest on what is, again, uh, being called the busiest travel day, particularly at Pearson Airport in Toronto since the beginning of all of this. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, it is two years to the day that COVID was called a global pandemic by the World Health Organization, which, you know, said another way, it was two years ago this week that it was our last week of uh, normal that we had in our lives. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I can't believe we've been living like this for two years. And then there's other times I feel like uh, I feel like we've been living like this for 20 years, not two years. I kind of fluctuate uh, between the two. But, you know, today being the second anniversary, if you will, of the global pandemic, certainly gives pause, makes you think, makes you consider, you know, what you've gone through and maybe what you've gleaned, what you've learned from all of this, what you've taken away from the past two years. And I know for me, it's it's a lot of appreciation, actually, appreciation and gratitude. I say this from time to time on the show. Uh, my attitude is gratitude and really just try to live by that on a day in and day out basis. You know, gratitude and appreciation more so than ever for my family, friendships, relationships, which have become so much more important through all of this, I think, for a lot of us. And also a lot of appreciation, a lot of gratitude for our healthcare workers, our healthcare heroes, those on the front lines, uh, those that have developed the vaccines. Really grateful uh, for all of that. So I think uh, today on this uh, second, again, if you will, anniversary of the global pandemic, is a time for a reflection. And uh, Mary, I don't know about you, but uh, when you sit back and think about the past 24 months, past uh, two years, and maybe what you've learned and what you've gone through, uh, what stands out for you? Well, very similar to what you just described, Jeff. Uh, certainly, you know, that gratitude. We, we've learned so much about viruses and vaccines. Uh, we've all learned so much about technology. I am so proud and inspired to have just adapted to, uh, and learned all this great new technology. Zoom. Who knew we could use so much Zoom? Who even knew what Zoom was before? Right. <laughs> um, I've learned that we can be, re right, exactly. I've learned that we can be resilient as an individual and as a community and, and uh, you know, that we can rely on and we can support those around us when, when the going gets tough. And most importantly, I I've, I've learned and been reminded of how precious, absolutely precious family and friends are as we go through this and how important our health is and to make sure that those continue to be paramount. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And by the way, when it comes to Zoom, one thing I still have not learned over these past two years is to take my mic off mute. I'm one of those people. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute right now. <laughs> okay, listen, yeah. we're going to take a, a quick break here. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.